What's up? This is your boy LO, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Decoding 40. Before we start the show, we got to pay some bills, and we are proudly sponsored by our friends over at AdamandEve.com. AdamandEve.com. Are those butt bees not button anymore? How about that dildo not dildo and that vibrator not vibrating and that ring not actually cocking? So go over there to adamandeve.com and make sure that you enter in code DC40. That's DC40. When you do, you get free gifts, free shipping, and all that good shit that you love. Adamandeve.com. Don't forget to use code DC40, DC40 to get that free stuff. Peace. Adamandeve.com. Now let's start the show. Yesterday's price is a little lower yes. than today's price. Lower than yesterday's price. <laughs> yesterday's uh, price is not today's price, Joe. Yesterday's <laughs> price. I'm not paying that. Now, now has a coupon. Coupon <laughs> is associated. Yesterday's price now has a coupon. This is another episode of Decoding 40. This is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Raw, making all your fantasies come true. This is L.O., live from BK, but residing in Harlem. What's up? It's your boy, Vin, a.k.a. Vinny Pugazi, master of impressions. Yo, what's up? This is Our, and I'm talking directly into the mic. Welcome to the stage, guys. <laughs> Hello, Google. I just do heroin. That sounds gross. No, y'all just trying to play me out. Oh, I'm being a pack. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to another exciting episode of Decoding 40. My name is Mac, a.k.a. Mr. Rourke, and I am here with my main man. Yo, this is your boy L.O.Dot, a.k.a. Thank God the schools are back in. <laughs> What's up? It's your boy Vin in the building. Hope everybody's good. Peace. Oh, this is Eric. Ah, oh, jeez. So what's going on in your lives, fellas? Who wants to go first? The first day of uh, full preschool today. Um, it was kind of awesome. Um, a little guy put on his uniform. And uh, when I picked him up this evening, he said, I don't want to go home. And he started crying. Wow. I want to stay at school. I was like, oh, man. Did the teachers look at you awkwardly? Like, what's going on at home? No, no. He was he was in the car. He was in oh. the car. I was <laughs> buckling him in, in, into his uh, his car seat. But I mean, it wasn't like real tears. He's He's kind of, he likes a little drama. Oh, they're, okay. they're both a little dramatic. <laughs> they cry, but no tears are actually falling down their faces. Which um, which parent did they get that from? <laughs> not me. Ah, well, <laughs> That's all fine. I'll say. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> back to the story at hand. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. So that was cool. And back to work. Um, so now all of the the transitional pieces are now in motion. The kids are at their schools. The babysitter has been hired and has been working with the kids. Now babysitter is part of the family. 
And uh, now work starts. And I'm working locally this week, but next week I'll be um, in Los Angeles. And we'll see how all of this works, you know. But right now it looks like things are running pretty smoothly. Like nobody had any issues with schools or or the babysitter or even us having time away from them. Like they seem completely fine with it. So, you know, I got I got no complaints. It feels like things are moving pretty smoothly for now. We'll see. I saw that picture you sent in the chat of the boy and he looks like after school he sells insurance. And he drives a van from five to ten, yo. He looked adorable, though. He, he looked he fucking. Did. He looked like he sells insurance, runs a record label, and drives the van, yo. He's 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 cute, man. He's a cute kid. He looked, you know what? He he looked a lot like you in that picture, but that I, I also see his sister, and they look so much alike. And he, he he's so he's big for for his age, man. Like you know. I was talking to my wife. I was and I showed her a picture. I said, yeah. I said, Rick wants him to play sports. I said, uh, she was like, he's going to play football. He's like, nah, Rick's thinking about baseball. That's where the money's at. So, mm-hmm. and, and it's less, less, less chance of him getting injured severely. So, um, and guaranteed you know, money. Exactly. Or even, even better is fucking golf. You know what yeah, I mean? Yo, yeah, 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 why didn't none of y'all say, I just want him to have fun. Like you know, the guaranteed buddy. Well, can can he just have fun playing sports? Can't yeah. just have fun. Of course, not in this can. economy. No, not in this economy. <laughs> <laughs> of course, he can have fun making money. Making money, right? Count those when checks. He's having fun that's costing me money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't want to play baseball. I don't want hogwash, boy. Put the glove Let's on. Play. <laughs> Get out there. Yeah, he looked he looked he looked great in his uniform, man. Uh, you know, I, I remember that uh that time. I thought Leon's comment was super funny in the chat where he's like, is he going to school or is he going to work? <laughs> <laughs> All he needed I got clients. Play. Hurry up, let's go. Take the picture for crying out loud. <laughs> 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 the, stock exchange is, the stock exchange opens in 30 minutes, Dad. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, man. Shout out, shout out to the little one, man. Congratulations on that that first day. Thank you. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. What's up with you, Vin? Uh everything's uh everything's cool, man. I'm gonna piggyback off Rick. Um, my uh youngest started high school. She started kind of last week, was kind of gets uh the dry run before the actual full week. So the first week is like they went from like eight to one. Today she went eight to three. I can't fucking believe that I have a high schooler now. Um, I got I, I got four more years until, you know, she decides to do what she wants to do as far as college is concerned. And now I'm dealing with, you know, a 14 year old and she's finding her way through high school. You know, she's going in there for graphic art. You know, she's super intelligent, man. Um, super talented. Yeah, man. You know, I, I, I've been blessed. Uh, twice my my oldest is now um she's on she's in the honor society uh she got back into school she's doing her thing you know i did something right in this world when i leave this world at least i know that my kids will have the intelligence to kind of navigate through the world you know i'm very proud of my youngest we went out on a date last week just to kind of sit down and uh we went and got some food and sat down with each other and she's just fucking smart man you know what i mean she gets it and um you know, I, I can't be any proud of her. 
Uh, as far as me, I'm just, listen, I'm taking this new life day by day, man. You know, I'm just trying to, you know, just, hey, man, I'm just, hey, hey, baby, you know, I'm just trying to go through life. You know, everything is cool, man. Really strange style. You know, I'm just trying to navigate this new world that I'm in uh, personally. It's a lot. You know, I have my ups and downs. I go ups and down, you know, throughout the week, but I'm getting a grip on everything and trying to figure out my next move. Um, I got that show coming up on Saturday. I got one after that. I found some new open mics. If you haven't bought your ticket, uh, the link is in my bio on IG. Yeah, I'm plugging it, which reminds me real quick. Uh, ha- by the time this airs, happy uh, 25th birthday to my oldest on Thursday's her birthday. We'll probably go out for lunch into the gun range because she likes to shoot guns with her dad. Other than that, man, everything is cool. I'm just getting adjusted to, you know, how life is for me right now. It's scary, but at the same time, I'm excited. Um, I'm praying more. I'm meditating more. And, you know, all I'm asking God is for opportunity as opposed to, can you give me six numbers to win the lottery? Because I know that's not real. I think when you pray, you you don't want to ask for things. You just want, I, I'm like, just give me the door. I'll walk through and I'll deal with that. You know what I mean? But um, I'm in a better place than I was, what are we now? Almost two months, two months ago. And I'm just taking it day by day, man. You know what I mean? And 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 hopefully things start to happen for me. I got some opportunities this weekend and, and you know, I can't wait for that to kind of come to fruition. Doing some stuff with our producer and, and I mean, our, our editor and it's, it's, it's going to be dope. I'm happy. And uh, that's basically it. You know, that's for my check in. I'm good. And, you know, uh, the, the bill that listen, the mortgage will not be paid, will not be late on October 1st. So I'm happy for that. We'll take it one day at a time, basically. Live for the moment. And that's it. Very nice. Um, I guess I'll go. Um, my check-in is pretty quick. I am ecstatic that these kids are back in school and school is in session. They've been pretty safe. Um, the process is pretty interesting now. You have to do these health screenings every day in order for your child to be, actually walk into the building which is weird. It doesn't really feel like you're doing anything other than just digital paperwork. But if it gets these kids out of the house for six, seven hours, I'm all for it. And they're staying safe. I'm completely for it. Um, So that's been great. Uh, Other than that, I've been binging on some television. I've been watching uh, Raising Canaan, which is each week I feel more and more confident in saying this is a really good show. Um, I think that the writing is is done well. What? I think uh, the acting is what? done well. What you like a fifty production? Any of them? What are you talking it's about? Shock! See, I yeah. I like you to power. To the show. I did like power. I actually defended you like power. power. What are you talk okay. about? I had the whole no. Superman Clark Kent theory about what power is, and that's how you have to enjoy it. If you're looking at power like a regular drug dealer uh, uh, drama, you're not going to like it. No, as a piece it's, of shit. No, it's it was, you it gotta was you gotta appreciate Terrible the television. Clark Kent Superman uh, uh, component of the show. He wasn't a superhero. It, he, was. he was. He was. He was. He was. He was. His name was Ghost. He had no right. power. Superhero. He had no power. He, he had he absolutely did. He had the power to stand in front of you in a jacket and a hoodie, and you not realize it was the same person. He he was the master of the mask. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah, he was All the right. master of the mask. No, I'm, I'm kidding. It was no, it was it was a good show. It's good show. No, but, anyway, but but yeah, this Raising Cane is is really good show. I've also been watching Godfather of Harlem with uh, Forrest Whitaker. 
amazing show. Um, it's a pretty it, good, it just really show. Is good. Yeah, I'm a little I, behind I have, in that. I'm a little I behind. Hard, is a thing I have a hard time with when you show a period piece with modern music. Yes, that's the only. Yeah, that's the only thing yeah. that drives me crazy. I can't um, do it. It, it. Yeah, have you watched the Wu? I don't I even know things. The Wu Tang um, saga. Oh, I've uh, not yet. Pretty good. Really? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's, I, I, it's, I wish I'd gotten behind the scenes. I've I've been putting it off because I know I'm going to binge it, and I need to get these other shows out of the way, and then I can just focus on that. Um, so yeah, so that's been my TV uh, binging. Although I did watch, uh, did, have you guys watched the movie uh, Really Love with uh, Kofi Sibowe, uh, I think? He plays Ralph Angel from uh, Queen Sugar on Ava DuVernay's uh, production. It was actually pretty good. I, it was nice to see a uh, just a regular movie about two black people trying to find love and I, Rick, I was reminded that you didn't like Sylvie's love. And this is sort of, this is not in that vein, but just the idea that two people who are not dealing with all the externalities of living in America, they're just trying to figure out themselves. That was really cool to watch and not have to deal with all the racism and stuff like that. So I encourage people to watch. And th- that's that. But just from a personal point of view, I was reminded of a pet peeve uh, last week. And anybody who's listening, and I hope um, that none of you are doing this, but if you work in uh, the field of service and hospitality, if you're on the floor, you should be servicing customers. It is maddening to watch someone who works at a company and they're talking to someone else who is trying to service customers and they're not servicing customers. So it's either if you're on your break, go away. Because otherwise, I'm sitting there, standing there thinking, why aren't you helping me? Mm -hmm. So I just encourage everybody to just stop doing that because you're going to have someone like me just lose their shit in your store one day. And it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be pretty at all. Bitch, are you on break or what? (laughs) (laughs) The break room is there. (laughs) Yeah. And I was at the post office, so you know that made it oh, worse. God. Oh, 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 forget, God. forget that. Was that. Not but, but, but come on, come on. But yeah, but but I used to work at the post office. The post office is not is another animal. It's not right, regular but, customer service. They're union. They're federal union workers. They live in another dimension and just happen to visit you to bring you stamps and mail. Let's not act like it's the same. <laughs> Well, the dimension that's happening on the other side of that partition, I wish it would join us here on planet Earth one, because otherwise it's going to be some fucking problems. The post office is bizarre. It's going to be some hell up in Harlem. Those people are you're going to be screaming on one side of the of the plexiglass. (laughs) Right. She won't even hear me. Get on the other side. She's going to be like, what? What? (laughs) I can't hear you. Yeah. You Turn keep you keep yelling for like two more minutes, sir, because <laughs> my break is in like two minutes. So you can just yell for two more minutes because I could give a fuck. Yeah. Those people right. are unfire, almost unfireable. Mm-hmm. So it is horrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I dare you to ask to speak to their manager. The manager is bad. I am the manager. Right. I am the manager. <laughs> I'm the manager. I'm the manager. Right now. I'm I'm the the manager. manager. Right now what? She right here, and she don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that reminds me one time I called the post office to complain about something and the woman picks up and I obviously was the manager or whatever. And 
while I'm talking to her, she's having a conversation with one of the employees and is talking about the, the conversation was, I mean, short of her saying, where the fuck was you at? Where, where the fuck was you at? You supposed to be behind it. That was the type, that was the energy of the conversation. And I, and I'm like, hello, hello. like, She's berating and, and and she was like, so how can I help you, sir? And I was like, wow, I just know the whole business of what Shaquana did before she was supposed to be on break and everything else. So, yeah, professionalism at the post office does not exist. It's just a fucking professionalism. <laughs> just be That's happy. Just, you word. Get, just be happy you got your stuff. OK, let's just be happy. You got pretty your much. Stuff. That's exactly it's, how they feel. The hardest people who work in the post office near me are the Indian people. And I feel sorry for them because it's always the one Indian woman show. I was in there. She's like, I cannot get a break. They keep taking breaks and smoking cigarettes. And I'm only <laughs> one doing work here. What the fuck is going on? Yo, she she was so pissed. I need a break too, Shaquana. You know, and Shaquana's like, fuck <laughs> you, little India. I'm going to do what the yep. fuck I'm going to do. But it's just crazy. The hardest working people are your letter carrier, your mailman, and your mail lady. When you see them, be nice to them. Buy them a soda, buy them a sandwich. They got to be outside in the cold, in the rain. Nobody cares about them. They treat them like shit. Be nice to your mailman. And I'm saying that as a former mailman. Just be nice to them, okay? And it's worse now than when I was there 20 years ago because everything is tracked now. So every one of their movements and everything is scanned and all this technology. So be be nice to your mailman. Give them a soda. Give them a, give them a cup of coffee. And, uh, you know... They'll, 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 they'll remember you. I'm serious, man. I'm serious, B. I'm yeah, I throw a bottle of water here and there. Of of all the occupations that I'm hoping that they automate and uh, institute robots, it, it's that. It'll. It's not physically possible to automate it completely. That last mile has to be a person. Has to be. Does it? What are you talking has about? Amazon. Amazon's got drones already to deliver shit. They'll packages for, for for packages not for letters. Now, if we get to a point where letters and mail go away completely, then yes. Yeah, it's called email. I don't, really, I don't see the, <laughs> well, I got I got to get I got to get one of those. Oh, wait a minute. You're right. The email. Only snail mail I get well, I shouldn't say that. The majority of the snail mail I get is fucking junk mail. Absolutely. Just, yeah. 95% is junk mail. Or invites. I get I get thank you cards and birthday invites and 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 what do you call it? Those are uh, so mad. I, I have a few rare. relatives that still send uh birthday cards or anniversary. With $25 cards. checking yeah. in. Yes, they do. <laughs> and I'm always appreciative of it. I showed you all the stack of mail that's on my desk before, right? Which is the majority mm-hmm. like uh credit card solicitations that I don't want to just throw in the garbage because I'm afraid that somebody's <laughs> going to go to my garbage and take a credit card and apply for it in my name. So I'm just stacking it on my desk to fucking... Yeah, okay. This is, I, this is from the last like two, three weeks. This is my mail from the last two, three weeks. Hey! Oh, that's, that's nothing. I have bags. Yeah. And, yeah, I, and I'm just... I, I'm about to... I'm a, I keep saying I'm about to shred it. My shredder shit. And um, yeah. Like, that's the only thing I get in the mail. Like, why you keep sending me fucking snail mail? USBS. Be happy happy you you got got your stuff. stuff. All right, get the fuck up out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Come follow us over at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Decoding40. Be social. Peace.
this letter I get from the assisted living facility that my father was in, caught COVID in and died, and they sent me a bill. Wow. So I called him and I said, do you want to tell me why you're sending me a bill? She says, well, if you have the time, I'll walk you through and I'll explain it to you. And I have not paid this bill because I'm so aggravated that you allowed COVID to come in there. My father got sick. The facility is directly across the street from the hospital and he still passed. And then a year later, you sent me a bill. Uh, Yeah. Talk about insult to injury. I, I, I mean... And then I so, called him and she made it seem so like, well, let me explain the charges to you. <laughs> like, I can't. Like, uh, write mean? that off, bitch. That's what I'm, that's all we got to say. Write yeah, it off. Yeah, it's a yeah, write off. Yeah, it's it's right a write off, bitch. I, we have no conversation at this point. Yeah, Fuck yeah, you yeah. very much. So I, I thought, <laughs> but other than that, most of this mail is, is bullshit. And, like, how are you, ma'am? Fuck you, know. you. Anyway, some of this is interesting. So what's going on with me? So, you know, for the first time, I've had 2020 vision all my all my life. And I and you guys know I had that problem a couple years ago, but like now I actually need glasses. And this is the first time like I'm trying to get used to needing readers. And I'm just at that age. So I don't know how this came up. It came up in conversation with one of my clients, and one of my clients goes, Oh, I can fix that. It's called, oh, my 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 uh my son, my daughter, whatever works in works with an eye doctor and he's fabulous and we could get the Lasix and it's wonderful and explains and, and is so motivated to help me. And they've been calling me every day to tell me to go get these Lasix and you get the Lasix and it lasts for 10 years and it's going to be wonderful. And then in 10 years, you come back and do it again. And then I said, what happens after 10 years after that? You know, like I'm expecting to be here a minute. So I don't know what's going on with that. Um, he sound like he's getting a cut. <laughs> You know, I just I, <laughs> it just honestly super motivated. It's just like super motivated. I don't know what it is. My mom so got affiliate lazy. marketing over there, and um, it worked for her. Like she yeah. doesn't really have to wear glasses anymore. I can't. Unfortunately, I can't get it because in my right eye, um, I have some scar tissue. So oh. it won't work for me. It'll it'll work on the left, but it won't work on the right or something like that. But it it's not it's not an option for me. But I would have gotten it if I could have. It sounded like you were in a uh, one of them uh, basement parties and a fight broke out. <laughs> got stabbed in the eye with a Heineken, broken Heineken bottle. I, a stick, a stick of incense. <laughs> shower posse, them shower posse. Yo, hold up. Quick, quick, quick story. Yeah. I remember we was at, I don't know, I think we was at Rick's house one time, long time ago. Shout out to Kenny, Pat, you know, RIP Kenny. And we were playing this game because we was high. And I think, I don't know if Rick did this to Kenny. Somebody got poked in the eye with a thumb. And the shit was so loud that you can hear like the juices of the eye. (laughs) And I think it was Kenny... And Kenny had these long ass fucking Indian looking West Indian fingers. And he yeah. poked, I think he poked his chick in the eye. And all you heard was, you can hear yeah. the squishing yeah. of the eye. It literally yep. sounded like the eye was about to evacuate. <laughs> it was disgusting. It was- and the chick, the chick started screaming. I was, and Kenny just started laughing. Like the shit was the funniest shit in the world. Yo, fucking shout out to that nigga. Oh my God. Rest in peace, Cage. That's Kenny, funny. Man. Oh, man. Funny story, man. <laughs> That's funny. 
So what else going on? I I I'm drowning in lawyers. I I literally understand that Biggie lyric. I got lawyers watching lawyers, so I don't go broke. I'm drowning in lawyers, doing a lot of business. And you, let me tell you, everybody who's in the sound of my voice, if you find a good lawyer, pay him, keep him happy, and hold on to him for dear life. I personally prefer a lawyer who who is just like a really nice person who just happens to be a lawyer as opposed to people who are like shock lawyers. It's it's just really hard to find a good lawyer. But anyway, I got, I, I'm drowning in lawyers right now, um, trying to get a bunch of business done. And it's just been, I need this paperwork and that and this and that. And it's just been, it's been a lot. And then I got another lawyer for this and I got a lawyer to watch. It's, it's a little crazy. Excuse me, but they're doing a great job. And, um, but I'm, and I'm learning a lot, but um, real estate is not easy. Business is not easy. Um, lawyers make it easy. But, you know, and and I, and I have a client that's really giving me a hard time right now, and I feel like I feel he's making my stomach turn over to the point where I feel like he's giving me an ulcer. I, feel, I like I don't know what an ulcer is, but when my when I when I talk to you, and then my stomach's turning over for an hour and a half after I talk to you, and I need to like go sit down and meditate. That's a problem. That's a client I need to either we we, we need to do something different. So I'm going to try to settle that this week. But all of those things considered, yo, real I quick, re- yeah, real quick. How much, if to, how much you give me to go visit this motherfucker real quick? I need some money. Ribs is touching, so don't make me wait. <laughs> you listen. Stop giving him a problem. <laughs> make the fucking deal. <laughs> you, you, you know Johnson over here. I, I would say that, but I, I think he's I think he's uh, formerly one of those. Uh, one of those good boys there, oh, right? I think it's he, over here. Yeah, I think I think he I think he's uh affiliated. I don't know if he's I can't I, I won't say, I won't say, but I think he's I think fucking he's affiliated. He says it's fucking Moliano over here, trying to scare <laughs> me. You know who the fuck I am. Forget about it. And 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 he and he and he he's difficult, but he treats me with the utmost respect and and we have a good relationship. He's just very hard to work with. But you know, all, all of that considered, what I realized is whether we realize it or not, like like we're in the prime of our lives, man. I am having the greatest time of my life. And then, and then I realized that my, my nine month old daughter is in the process of learning how to say dada and all this stuff and all these problems just go out the window. So I'm in, I'm in a really, I'm in a really good, I'm in a really good space. I got, I got a lot of like, you know, plates I'm spinning, but, um, and I've been working like a lot, but, um, that is, that is, those are the greatest moments in my week. So everything's good on my side, man. That reminds me of a quote that I saw today about the, you think about the things that are in your life that you once upon a time were praying for. You, That's exactly you, right. You have them in your life. Once upon a time, you prayed for these things and they are actually part of your life. That, that, that's, ac- that's actually. When you mentioned your daughter, that's exactly what made me think about that. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So. Of course, there's things we want. There's things we aspire to. There's things that we hope for, um, you know. But, I, but we should be grateful for the things that we have. And uh, and I'm really in, I'm really heavily in that space right now. So, um, hey man, so all is well. I love my little tax write off. I love those little tax write offs. She's everything I ever wanted. She's everything I ever wanted. Keep 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 keep, keep letting me write you off. <laughs> But uh, yeah, man. What's up, man? 
Oh, I, I wanted to add one more thing to my check-in. My brother-in-law is going for uh, Whiskey Warrior of the Year. Oh, oh. Shit. He just brought me a bottle of Koval, another bottle of Koval, but this is a different uh, blend, I guess. So it's a mixed grain instead of the oat. The oat is uh, something that I really like, that the Koval oat mash. But this one's a mixed grain. It's pretty good. And um, yeah. he's. Hooked. Let me guess. He got 20 bottles and he gave you one. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Listen, you know, uh, you, you know what will make him the warrior of the year? The if he, if we get some bottles. Episode, he texts me and says, hey, there's six bottles in the case, okay? <laughs> just, letting him, just letting me know I got one-sixth of the loot, okay? He gave All me right. a big cut. All right. A big cut of the loot. Thank you. Good for yeah. him. Thank you, but, but I don't know if he can be the Whiskey Warrior of the Year since we haven't tasted any of this. Uh, exactly. Alcohol. He's the Whiskey Warrior in my house. Oh, well, there you exactly. go. Yeah. It can't be like Rick has a bottle. I hope all of you enjoy it. <laughs> well, two more bottles, uh, and you and you and you definitely are in. Mm. You're, you're wow. in contention. You're in contention. You're in contention. <laughs> that is, that is like, I'll H- Rick, Rick's like I'll save the Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> Rick's, Rick's like I'll save the cork, and you guys can each smell it. You know, if you want to really uh, get a feel <laughs> of the, the bottle, cork. <laughs> I'll save the cork for you, fucking guys. <laughs> the disrespect. <laughs> oh shit. I want to tell you about a, a group of fucking Mooliants, right? They're called the Code of 40. I watch these guys on fucking YouTube. Great guys, right? I also listen to their podcast. But get this. These fucking guys are crazy. They left a fucking telephone number for you to leave a message with them, right? It's 608-618-4040. It's 608-618-4040. I like to call them sometime and break their fucking balls and call them movies and stuff like that. You can do all that stuff. What's going to happen? They're going to come get you. Forget about it. 608-618-4040. Get your fucking life already. All right. So in recent conversation, we have all been talking about uh, the impact of um, fathers in the household and how that because we're all fathers. Everybody in this podcast is a father. And um, and I and I think we were talking about um, households that don't have a father and and what is the impact on the children. And I think so much has been changing, you know, in, in our world and in our space and, you know, the divorce rates are through the roof and all that kind of stuff. So, but what do you guys think about, um, and I know you guys all have an experience of being in the household, but what do you feel like the impact is of, of having a fatherless household? Well, I guess I have a kind of a best of lack of a better quote. I mean, word is best of both worlds situation where it's not the best, but I have, I've been a full-time father to my youngest since she's been born. And my oldest was from a previous relationship and I wasn't in the house all the time. And I, I have two, two daughters, right? So, um, you know, I, I think, you know, what the original the original quote was or the original uh, topic I think I had brought up was the impact that it, it is on, you know, we, we, we emphasize so much on, you know, fathers and sons, but we never really talk about fathers and daughters. Uh, Rick has the best of both worlds right now because he has a son and a daughter. Elle has two sons. Mac, you have a young girl. For me, however, I've noted I noticed the difference between the relationship I have with my youngest as opposed to my oldest, it's very difficult and 
with my oldest, I think I developed a lot of guilt because of it and overcompensating for it because I wasn't there 24 hours a day. And being a weekend dad as opposed to a full-time dad is, is two different things. It's difficult. And then having both of them, you know, anytime I have both my girls with me, I, you know, it's the best feeling in the world um, to have both my girls with me at the same time, you know, uh, in the same space, having conversations and just watching them. But for my oldest, not being there all the time, it definitely had some effect on how she's moved through the world, you know, just from personal experiences and conversations. She knows me, but she knows me as the weekend dad. And when you're a weekend dad, as opposed to a full-time dad, you're, you know, that weekend is, you, you gotta, you gotta basically put everything that you've wanted to put in, in let's say a two week period in two days, in a weekend, you pick her up, you, you know, we did the IHOP thing. We always used to go to IHOP and then we were like, all right, we're going to go to the movies. So every weekend had to be especially special. Right. As opposed to being a full-time father where it's like, ah, clean the fucking dishes. Let's do it. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of this. It's, it's a big difference. And it, it wasn't until my oldest was living with me and my youngest, of course, is there and they got into a fight and their perception of how their life is. So my young, my oldest is like, you're lucky you've had dad full time all your life. And my youngest is like, well, dad's not a picnic either. So it was <laughs> because, you know, I'm a human being, you know. Um, and so they had this they have these different perceptions of how each other's life was based on my relationship with them. And my like I said before, my oldest got the best of me for those two days. My youngest just gets me all the time. And sometimes I can be, you know, I'm a, like I said, I'm a human being. I'm not, I'm not a Cliff Huxbull. So I'm going to have my moments. I love both my children more than anything. They're the best thing that I've ever done in my life. And I have a softer spot for my oldest because I wasn't there all the time. And there was times where I should have been there, when, especially when she moved away. You know, I have a lot of regrets, but the key is honestly, from my perspective, is that you have to give them love. You have to really talk to them because women especially are up against so many different odds in this world. I mean, right now, I'm, my, my youngest the other day comes to me and said, Dad, you know, I was walking down the block for the bus and I got catcalled and I was like, who was it and what do they look like? And she was like, well, you know, dad, I'm walking down the block and blah, blah. And it was, a, there was like, I lived down the block from a, from a, an area where it's called Sterling street where there's, you know, just nefarious types of goings on is, you know, there's, there's the homeless, they're not really homeless, but there's drinking and shit going on. And even at eight o'clock in the morning, there's always someone down there with a drink in his hand. And they said something. I said, well, the next time it happens, you let me know because instantly no matter how old they are, they're this, they're helpless to you. They're these little babies you held for the first time. Mm -hmm. And I told, I said, well, if you have a problem again, you let me know. And you wake me up and you know, well, what if hap what happens if they say something to you? And I told her like, well, you tell them to leave you the fuck alone and you curse as loud as you can. Now, if they threaten you, you run back home and you wake me up because now we have a problem. And I said, if you feel uncomfortable 
at any point in time, it's because now we're getting into the winter time where it's getting darker and and you know, I, I know that you know there's gonna be those two or three weeks before the fall the time falls back where it's gonna be kind of darker in the morning. Wake me up. I'll walk down the block with you to f- make you feel safe. Because I walked down the block with her one day when she said she was getting cat call. I didn't bring no weapons out. I had something with me just in case, but I was like, I wish a motherfucker would. Because mm-hmm. your children are the most important thing in your life. I love my children. Don't necessarily like them all the time. I'm going to keep it real. Sometimes I want to knock them in the head, but no one can fuck with your kids. As a father who's had the weekend dad and the full-time dad, it's it's a hell of an experience. You know, I, I'm glad, you know, I can only say I'm glad that you guys, you, you're in a situation where you had your children with your wife and you you this is all you know. Because that weekend dad shit is, it puts a lot of stress on you. It puts a lot of strain on you. And then you see the repercussions of it when they get older. And it's just a lot. It's just a lot. I mean, that's that's basically all I got to say on the subject, man, you know. Well, I was going to say, I actually did experience the weekend dad um, situation when my wife and I were separated. And you're right. It, it is a lot because it requires you to. Um, and I, I guess my situation is still different because I went from being married when all they knew was me in the house to uh, not being in the house. But you do have to make all those moments as special as possible and um, still trying to figure out what co-parenting is when, you know, the two of you are not necessarily seeing eye to eye is, is challenging. Um, but I am reminded about something that I saw recently that said, um, one of the things that fathers do is offer validation for their children. And I think as a child who has grown up without a father in the home, I definitely, that definitely resonates with me because there's a lot of times where I have self-doubt and I've, I've talked about this in therapy and um, uh, with a few people is that I don't have like old Negroidian energy around me. Like I have to actually seek it out um, because my uncles um, have passed away. Um, my relationship with my father is strained. So everything that I do not have, I am trying to provide for my sons and um, it creates a greater burden on me because even though I'm, I've sort of unwound myself of the Superman complex, when it comes to them, it still is prevalent because I want to be all that I can be for them. And I want to protect them from as many things as possible. But at the same time, I have to realize that they have a life to live and they have to experience certain things. And I've started to pull back in the in, in a way where if they make certain decisions, I want them to deal with the uh, ramifications of those decisions. And they're not major decisions. So like one kid might have an outfit that looks absolutely ridiculous, but they picked it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I have to respect their decision-making process un- unless my wife can't deal with it. She's like, no, that doesn't match. But I, I think having them comfortable with making decisions and realizing that every decision has some consequences um, that follow is an important lesson for them to learn. But just in terms of being a father, I think it is, there's a balance that is present. And I'm mindful that we have single um, parent households that listen to the show. Having grown up in a single parent household, yes, there, there was a, a sense of 
belonging and there was a sense of protection and safety. But at the same time, there was a feeling of, I don't feel whole in this space. Mm -hmm. And that's because my father was in the household until maybe about 10 or 11. And then after that, it just felt like something was missing. There was an absolute void in that house. Mm -hmm. So um, then for me to replicate that was jaw dropping for me in in terms of having to look at myself in the mirror and and face that reality. So I um, have come to a space where I celebrate, or at least I hope to celebrate fathers. And I hope some of the things that we get into in terms of projects with some other organizations fall into that idea of what fatherhood is and particularly black fatherhood um, in our communities and in our families and our neighborhoods um, and what that is supposed to look like from a loving, nurturing and caring standpoint. I, I just real quick before anybody else goes, I, I think generation X that we're in, we're in this per- type of precarious situation where we kind of got that old school shit from our parents with this new millennial type of shit. We, we, we're in this crazy space. We're the first generation, I think, that has accepted therapy. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, every every generation after us, you know, it's it's kind of, you know, something that is accepted. And but we kind of we broke that mold. Right. Because our fathers or parents with therapy, like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? Especially in the community of color. Crazy. Right. Exactly. Especially in the community of color where, you know, we don't want to go to doctor for anything, let alone our heads. So, you know, it's <laughs> you better call on Jesus. Exactly. You know, so <laughs> and then, you know trying we you know you said something earlier and i said we 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 don't have a blueprint mm. right we don't have a there's no blueprint for this and when if our relationships with our own fathers are strained we're kind of like we're winging this shit man <laughs> for you sure know, we're winging it and we're hoping we're doing the right thing and and you know i have a joke that i, I was going to do on my show is like you know we've kind of over sometimes in a sense overcompensated and spoiled our children to the point where you know, my 14-year-old has never had tap water, right? She's drank <laughs> Poland Springs her entire life. And like, we drank from hoses. So it's like, mm. there's... And, there, and we, fire hydrants. Exactly. So we went, we went from one extreme to the next. We think sometimes we're doing something good for them. But, you know, we, 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 you know we're, I mean, we're a country of extremes. We go from one extreme to the next. And I think that, you know, being a father, there's no, there's no fucking blueprint to it if if you think that you have access to the best resources you're going to give that to your kids and that's all that they know you know if, mm-hmm. if if you think that tap water is not acceptable to drink you're not going to give it to your kid it does and you're not going to let them drink from the hose you're going to give them Poland springs to drink but Elian, when you were talking about um balance right i remember Back in the day, I worked in in I worked in Grand Central, right? Busy ass Grand Central Station, and probably it was probably rush hour, probably afternoon rush hour. And this dad has this two year old, maybe maybe a year and a half, maybe two year old, and this two year old is ripping through Grand Central, just running all over the place, going crazy. And the dad is slowly just walking behind her and she is tearing through Grand Central Station like, ah, every once in a while she looked behind her to see, look behind herself to see if 
if dad's still there, mm-hmm. and then she keeps running, right? And I thought to myself, there is no way in the world that my mother would allow me to do that, mm-hmm. right? A mother's going to say, no way, you are sitting <laughs> right by my side and you're not moving. But a father who is constantly behind and sees what's happening gives that child the confidence to run. And that's what father's purposes are. Yeah? So that's how you develop that balance. Mother is always going to be that protector, you know, to keep you close, right? Give you that nurture, give you that hug. But fathers are supposed to give you that confidence to go out into the world and do something for yourself. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I, my parents were divorced when I was really young, but my father was always a presence in my life, whether I liked it or not, you know, um, because it was, there was a lot of resentment. There was a lot of hurt feelings because, you know, whatever happened between them, but you know, he wasn't in the house, but I still, you know, he, whatever difficulties my mother was going through, I automatically, it was his fault because he wasn't in the house. So, but, you know, as a kid and not really understanding what adult relationships are and, and, and how complicated those dynamics can be, it's easier to make it like black and white. If this is happening because this, this is, this is, this is, and this is the cause, you know, because this is the root of it. Um, but what I'm trying to do for my own kids is I'm trying to, I'm trying to correct all of the things that I felt were flawed in, in my upbringing, but there were a lot of good things that I'm also trying to bring um, to their, to their, their upbringing. Um, you know, and, it, and sometimes it's small things. It's small things like, you know, eating dinner together, right? That doesn't happen everywhere. That doesn't right. happen everywhere for everyone. Right. right. And talking to them, like what happened in school today? Or what happened on the playground today? Or what happened uh, in daycare today? And like, I'm genuinely interested in hearing what their day was like. And that doesn't, you know, always happen for for kids. And I feel like with doing those things and allowing them to at least go halfway up the block on their scooter without telling them to stop, you know, I'm giving them that freedom to run. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I'm giving them that freedom to run. You know that that's my that's my goal here. All the all the things that I've learned in my life, give them that to to, to hopefully for them to go further with it. Whatever they do, be happy. You, the best thing the best thing is those uh, those accomplishments. I never I'll never forget, and I still have it on videotape. The day I took my daughter's training wheels off in the park, and you have expectations. I hope this child don't break her fucking head. Like, I hope she don't hurt herself. And to take the training wheels off and literally within a minute or two, her riding the bike like it was nothing. I was just fucking amazed. And the one thing that I have in common with both my daughters is that I taught both of them how to ride a bike. And when you take those training wheels off and they, I mean, she was riding that fucking bike you know, at that time, my mom was still alive. So I remember sending the video to my mom and and sending it to my wife. And she was so proud of herself. And it's those little moments that no matter how big they get, you have those things. And mm-hmm. 
it's good that as a dad, like, cause the mom does so much for the child, right? Especially if we're out there working and busting. But when you have those specific moments of accomplishment with your children, that means the world, man. And, you know, well, who taught you how to, you know, tie your shoes? Dad did. Who taught you how to ride a bike? Dad did. So those things, you can't take those things away from you. You know what I mean? So those little those little moments are the best thing in the world, man. And, you know, you're going to see it, Rick, when, you know, when you teach the little ones how to ride a bike or when you teach your son how to throw a ball, catch the ball, like all those things that I think that's the payoff, right? The, the, that those little things they get that in their life is insignificant to them. But to you, it's the world. You know, um, as fathers, man, we just got to we got to put the work in. It's hard sometimes, but they're the best things that ever happened to us, I think. I put my daughter, my nine month old daughter. In a swing for the first time a couple of weeks ago, and it was the most magical thing to me because I realized that this had happened to me, that my parents had put me on a swing at some point, but I wasn't present to this is the first time I'm on a swing. And I just pushed her and pushed her and I washed her face. And she was taking in motion in that way for the first time. And it was very surreal for me to just watch her take in this, the concept of motion for the first time. And I dig what you're saying, Vin, because I really was like, it was probably more of a moment for me than it was for her. But there's all of these firsts that you watch them take in and you get to teach them and train them all of these things. And, and it's, um, it's amazing, man. It's fascinating. It was, it was, it was a really good day for me just to watch her be on that swing. It was really nice. I've said this a hundred times before. If you're lucky enough, you get to see the birth of your children. That's the only thing that you can say, honestly, that you fall in love with, uh, not thing. That's the only person that you'll instantly fall in love with off the rip like there is no there's no like courting period it's, it's just you the child comes out you hold the child and i never forget holding my oldest for the first time and just saying i love you i love you and it's instant it's just an instant you know and and again if you think about how you know women go through postpartum and things of that nature that's not something that a man necessarily goes through because we don't carry a child for nine months like they do. So we, we're lucky in that way that we instantly, and I'm sure there's men out there that don't find the connection. I, I don't, I don't understand it, but you know, cause it, it, that's not nothing that I had to deal with, but to hold that child for the first time hmm. and know that you will fucking do anything for this child is the best feeling in the world. And you, and you're scared at the same time. Cause you're like, how the fuck am I going to pay these bills? I got to pay diapers, the child going to the dentist. You, 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 those things go through your head. But for that two or three seconds, when you first hold them and I never forget holding my oldest. And it was like the room went eerily silent and all I could see was her. And her mother was talking to me and I couldn't even hear her mother. She said, let me see her. Let me see. Her. And I was like, give me a minute. <laughs> give me a moment. You know, I cut right. the cord and she's wrapped up and she's beautiful. And I'm seeing my mother and my grandmother and her, her mother. I see all these people in this little child. You know, you, you can't, you know, that that's those are memories that, you know, I find it difficult for how people, how 
again, it, it's not it. It's a man thing. I mean, if you're a father, how you how you can detach yourself from that. And I, I, I think, think yeah. when when you see when when a, when a man can't connect to his his child in that way, I always think, what happened to that man? What what happened to him in his life where he cannot connect to his child in that way? And I think black fathers get have gotten a bad rap. Mm-hmm. I think bad, black fathers have have gotten shitted on in ways that we just do not deserve. Because you know there is a statistic that like sixty seven percent of 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 black households are a single female um, led household. That doesn't mean that black fathers are not present. I see black fathers all the time with their children, and we. And I think most desire that connection with their child. And whether it's sometimes it can be immaturity. Sometimes it can be the baby's mother's immaturity, or it can be, you know, just relationship complications that have somehow disturbed um, the opportunity uh, for the child and the father to, to come together. I mean, I mean, I got to say, my my mother was quite a graceful woman in that my parents did not have conversation outside of what was going on with me and my sister for probably 10 years. Now they have, they have a great relationship. They're fine. But for 10 years, outside of what was happening with me and my sister, they, they, they had no zero, zero conversation, zero contact. And I think that that sort of if you just look at the the statistics, you would think that you know he would have no influence, no bearing on my life. But a lot of how I model myself as a man is based on him. You know, not not everything, because I got to You got to get rid of the stuff that's just old, that's 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 antiquated, that that that's not going to work. Like he's never been as as affectionate with me as I have been with my own children. Like I want to show them something different. I don't want to replicate exactly what it is, but also he's never, he's never, he's never, he's never been gone. You know, he's always made himself a presence in my life, you know, and that is something that I, you know, I, I definitely want to make sure that I, that I do for my kids. No doubt. All right. If you're a dad out there, be a great dad. Be present in your kid's life. Do the right thing. Be a father. father. Be a child. (laughs) (laughs) We got to get him on it. Ed OG. Ed OG the Bulldogs. (laughs) I thought, you know, I thought Ed OG was going to be so big, dog. I thought he was going to, I thought he was going to be huge. I got to have it. You remember that joint? I got to have it. I bought the album uh, when it came out. It wasn't a bad album. Um, He had a couple of, because he was affiliated with Premiere and the Guru. So, uh, he had a couple songs that came out after that years later that was okay, but that was a great song. Put my beat up in the headphones. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Word. Uh-huh. Yeah. Decoding 40. Gotta get your groove on. Gotta get your groove on. Gotta get your groove on. <laughs> Why do I hate that man so much? Why do I hate him? <laughs> Gotta get your groove on. I think part a, part of you wants to be him. Because you can't no, get your I'm groove a, on like that. You gotta get your yeah, groove I'm on. Right. Gotta get your groove on. 
never quite got my <laughs> groove quite up to standard. I couldn't I couldn't get it on quite like he did. <laughs> he said, "This is how you do it," and I couldn't quite do it. Oh man, how he was doing it. You gotta get your groove on. You gotta get your groove on. I gotta stay low. You gotta get your groove on. Oh my god, I hated that record. I hated uh, everything. How did y'all hate that record? I still hate. I hated that record. I hate that. I record. liked it, man. It was fucking. It was happy. Everybody's. It was groove on. Everybody was getting their groove on. on. It was getting their groove on. Short skirts was popping. It was nice. <laughs> I don't was, understand how how my two hip hop purists over here could have liked that record. That record was lyrically trash. I mean, it was just it was an awful record. Oh, I agree no. with you. I agree. Awful record. You obviously haven't danced with a chick in a short skirt to that song, and you. I didn't have, dance. and she had to get her groove on. on. And I and I and I and I gripped my teeth and grimaced for for five minutes and forty seconds on the extended version until it was over. Oh, uh, I like the um. He had the other song. This one's just as bad as my last record. Nah, that was cool. What, what was what was the record? Uh, what was that other song he had? I can just uh, as soon up. as you started it, I had it in my head, and then uh... I like the chick that was in the video. She was like this real tall, beautiful model because he was like six seven. Yeah. Was like you, know what, you know what song people really like that I absolutely hated? Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do two actually. Okay. Here comes the hot step murderer. Yeah, I wasn't. A fan. <laughs> I, wasn't a, I didn't like that song either. Yeah, I don't I like, like that either. song either. I hate, I still hate that song. And I, and I like, <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Yeah, yeah. And I liked Salam Remy. And I'm like, why did you do this song? Why did you make this? Because it was his biggest record ever and he made a fortune on that record. That's why he made that. It wasn't his biggest record ever, but it did make him a fortune. It did make that wasn't his that wasn't his biggest record ever. I don't know. We gotta oh, look that up. No, no, you don't know his catalog, my friend. Uh, no, uh, I know them sales numbers. All I have to say is the Fugees. Yeah, yeah. The Fugees was his biggest record. Because that record went 20s. Uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Diamond? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you meant Hot Stepper's record. That was Hot Stepper's biggest record. Oh, that was Hot Stepper's biggest record, but I hated it. Yes. But I, 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 no, I never I liked it. I hated that song. Okay. But that wasn't Salam Remy's biggest record. Oh, okay, no. And Vin, fuck you for playing that song, because I do like that song. Yeah, that song was fucking dope. Come on, yeah. I'm gonna play it again. I'm gonna play some more. <laughs> uh, I, I I don't I don't, I don't like Montel Jordan. Period. That shit was the no. shit. That was dope. no. Mont- Bro, brings me back to Nels. Montel Jordan is trash. How about That's that? Wow. Yeah. Nels. I'm, I'm gonna still put him in the trash category, but I do like I'm, that song. Yeah. Montel Jordan. Mount Montel Jordan is it, stop. Basuda, you feel the same way about Montel Jordan that I feel about Drake. But so we're but, you even. Can't, but putting Montel Jordan in, in that's disrespectful. You can't put Montel Jordan. If you put Montel Jordan in a category with like Hammer, okay. But I'm not. I'm not. Montel, I'm not putting him in a category. I'm just talking about my it, dislike. Category with Hammer. My dislike for for, uh, so bad. for Drake. Really, pumps in a pump. I, I, pumps in a pump is very is the same as this is how we do it. That is, this, no, it's, it's the not. same. Yes, no, it's, it's the no, same. It's, it's the same lazy writing bullshit. Let's find a good hook and put it out. I can't take any of your 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 your, your critiques seriously you, when you don't think that you can't uh, tell me you like this. You like dope. this is how we do it, and you can't fuck with Drake. 
What planet are you from? Give me a break. You're well, bugging. The two don't definitely don't live in the same. Yeah, state. they don't simulate. I'm just talking about my dislike. I don't like uh, Drake like you don't like uh, Montel Jordan. I'm not talking. I'm not. not in the, they're not in the same universe. I just don't like Drake. It's just. It's. It, listen. It's just. It's fucking light skin versus light skin hate. You're gonna have to just deal with that. <laughs> I, I don't have to deal with it. I think you have to take that up with. Uh, with listen, uh, Champagne Poppy. Because one not, day, uh, one day pause. I'll meet Drake. Pause, pause. But one day I'll meet Drake, and I'm like, listen, I, you're, you're probably <laughs> you're like, a nice. Hey, Drake, can you come on the show? <laughs> you're probably a nice guy. Not a big fan of your music. Have some champagne with me, Poppy, and that'll be the end of it. Pause. But you're gonna call me Poppy. Oh, like Poppy. Hey, Poppy, have some champagne with me. Champagne that, is your, that is your name. I mean, come on. Listen, oh, I have what a under the bridge. Listen, I don't like your music. No disrespect. So you don't I mean, like no... any Drake music? Or you just don't as a general I, I, rule? I, you don't as a general like rule, like he's got I'm like he's got that one song with him, Nicki Minaj, and Lil Wayne. I like that beat oh, and I like that butter? song. Not I don't know if it's truffle butter, it's something else. It's one of it's a harder, harder beat. Record. He's got, I think, one or two songs with with um with fucking um Rick Ross, because I I mean I like Rick Ross I like I like his shit um I like the stuff he did with um um with uh, not Memphis Bleak uh what's the dude from Philly Meek Mill uh, Meek Mill right um so I you know listen they can live I, I'm not listen I'm just not a fan of his music I think he's you know he's v- extremely overrated hmm. it's just my personal opinion. Uh, can we rap- talk about um, number one rap in the world? It's okay. The verses last week. I oh, haven't watched wow. it yet. I, I haven't watched I, it. I listen, watched it I, I'm gonna tell you right now, L. You were right. <laughs> no, no. You cannot tell me. You cannot tell me, John. Did you watch it? I didn't. But uh, you okay. know, here's, here's Rick, the thing. Okay, Rick, so Rick, Rick, hold on, hold, hold on. Before I, you, you got to reserve your uh, comments. Here, then. Well, well, here, here's the thing. I hate Ja Rule in the same way I hate. Um, until Jordan, there's nothing Ja Rule ja put out that I am even going to bop my head to. That's, that, that's that DMX, that DMX and Jay Z weren't on. I'll, I'll say that. All right, so all right, so I thought Fat Joe was going to bring the South Bronx. Apparently, he bought South Miami. <laughs> this nigga would. I, I tuned in for like ten minutes. Uh, he got wow. And Joe was doing some sort of corny ass song with some singing, and then he was trying to sing. Mm-hmm. And then the Cookie Monster came out like, "I know you ain't gonna sing, cause I ain't gonna sing, cause that's a bullshit." And he dropped some shit. It's murder. One of his murder hits. The and well, like the ja Cookie Rule. Monster. That's ja what Fifty Cent oh. called Ja Rule. You sound like the Cookie Monster. I, anyway. I, I, re- I really want to watch this because I'm one of the few people who like uh, Ja Rule and 50 Cent. And I am uh, I'm interested to see how this played out. And I love I love when 50 trolls Ja. Um, I think it's very entertaining. But um, 50 uh, Cent in this, in this battle? No, 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 no. I'm just saying I just like when 50 trolls him. Or, or when he, like all these years later, he's still he's still fucking with him. And I think it's I think it, it's very entertaining. But um. I uh, like when he bought out the two, like the two front rows. His tickets were on Groupon or something, and he bought out the two front rows so they would be empty. Right. Recently, he did this reason, like those those kinds of things. I find are, are imaginative, creative, and hilarious. I, I, I really wouldn't care as long as I'm getting part of the ticket sales. 
it's still fun. It, it's it's still funny. It, it it's, fucks with it, yeah, it, it leaves a yeah, visual yeah. that you just yeah. really don't want yeah, to deal yeah. with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, think yeah. I don't think Ja Rule minded because he hasn't been relevant since what two thousand what? Never. Two thousand. Oh, he, he has. That is the definition. He's not been relevant to me ever. No, he I, was. Re- he had his I, relevant. I, he I had his face. Never liked Ja Rule from the from the. Beginning. No, I get that, but you're like you're going to say he's never been relevant. I'm just I'm just joking. Okay. I was all right. All right. Oh, I was gonna say he, yeah. Obviously, his. I was like, come on, step away from the mic, my friend. He obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. they obviously had Murder Inc. had a, a string of hits that were on the radio, which yes. I just never I just never liked him as an as an artist. I just never clicked with him. Coming from New York. You didn't you didn't New like Cash York. Money Click? Cash Money Click? Yeah. The songs that he, that he had with Cash Money Click? I didn't I, he, he again I wasn't a he, fan he of him. Like Cadillac Black was dope. I thought uh what's that? Mike Mike Flo? Mike Flo? Mike Geronimo. Mike, Mike Geronimo. Geronimo. Mike Geronimo, I don't know what happened to Mike Geronimo. I thought that dude was going to be huge. Something you know? did happen. Like, something really did happen. I can't remember what it was. It wasn't a lack of talent. I think it was a lack of, like, not everybody's going to work hard. And I think that that was his downfall. Like, he wasn't willing to put in the type of work that other people were willing to put in. Because he he was already plugged in. You know what it is, too? There were way bigger people who wanted to do music with him. Let's get Mike Geronimo on the show and find out um, you, what his work ethic is. You know what it was? It wasn't even, I don't know if it was a question of work ethic more than it was. There was so many hot niggas out at the time that were hotter than Pause. him. Pause. Mob Deep. Word, word. Might want to run that back. Well, yeah. you know what the fuck I'm talking about. That was there dope so than many, him. There were so many guys that were gooey that I just wanted to put in my nah, that, that's That's on you, Bear. Um, I'm so talking about so I mean hot guys. guys. Some so many hot rappers. <laughs> there was there was other rappers that were that were better than him at the time. Like you had um whatchamacallit, um Mob Deep. Uh, there were so many cats out of Queensbridge or that Queens or left rack, all of that that was that yeah. was doing more, better numbers than him. And he yeah. just kind of got pushed to the background. There was a lot of motherfuckers. And, like you think about those times right now and you yeah. listen to the music, this shit is ten times better than some of the trash they put out now. And Mike Geronimo did come at the tail end of that wave. He yeah. really did. He kind of came late in that in that wave. And and you still had Cats rocking that was tearing it down on the mixtapes like Fabulous. And there was just so many people rocking and rolling. Yeah, the first three Mob Deep albums kind of put a, you know, uh, just shitting on, you know, Left Rack and the rest of those cats. Because you had Royal Flush. He was all right. You know what I'm saying? There was a couple cats that was nasty that just didn't get the same love. Listen, I, I used on? to... On fire. Somebody in the Bronx. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> it's Fat Joe's uh, record collection right now after the fucking battle he took. Oh, it's his legacy. It's his legacy <laughs> on fire right now, unfortunately. <laughs> and I'm a Fat Joe fan. Nigga, I've been going with, I've been, I've been running with Fat Joe since the beginning, but I saw him in the sweatsuit and he was singing and I was like, come on, Fat. You Yo, fat, fat, Joe. Fat, Joe, fat Joe consistently gives me a hit every summer. You know when he's out, so I, you yeah, know. That's what I'm wondering. Like, how did he lose that with 26 years I, of, of record? He, and he just, he just like Jaru hasn't had a hit in how long, and he just had a hit out. I think, it, I think the fix that Joe in. just had two hat, two. No, hits I don't out. think he the fix that. is in. I think versus is it like any other competition? It's about momentum and the way you order your tracks. And if yeah. you don't order them correctly, and if you take too long to bring on a song, and if you do extra, and don't get me wrong, Jaru was doing extra stuff where I was like, nigga, just perform. But 
I think he had the right flow. And Joe, one one of the things that Joe did that really kind of soured the, the crowd, he called Little Mo and uh, Vita crack bitches. Oh. <laughs> Uh, and wow. and that was like well, he he would know he is Joey Crack so he would uh, yeah but it it uh, hit like a thud and it was like whoa we can't talk about Lil Mo I mean Vita okay but Lil Mo Lil Mo yeah everybody loves Lil Mo everybody loves right. Lil Mo that's like you know talking greasy about Mary it's not yeah, gonna go over well yeah. yeah and he did some corny shit he bought uh, Ashanti and um uh Remy Ma. Uh, her Hermes bags on stage. Oh, I thought that was kind of cool. That's the only part. That was I saw. cheesy. It was cheesy. I didn't see the rest of it. I didn't see what yeah. happened before that. So maybe it, maybe it was. It was like, come on. Like I want to know if Fat Joe gets paid by her. <laughs> like Jada said, this is a distraction. <laughs> Trying to distract you, New York. But you That's know what I do think? Was, like. the, the, you describing a Cookie Monster coming out on stage sound is pretty. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty corny. Cool. I'm glad I didn't see it, Joe. No, it, it was it was entertaining though. Weird question, but where do you get your uh, pocket pussies from? <laughs> well, you know, if you must know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the pocket pussies, so I head over to AdamandEve.com. That's AdamandEve.com. AdamandEve.com, and they got all types of selections from pocket pussies. You get your stuff for your girl. They got the stuff that sucks on the clits. It's really, really nice stuff over there, man. And you know, when you order stuff and use code DC40, you get free gifts with that too. And you get free videos and it's free shipping. So adamandeve.com, DC40 is the code, free shipping, free gifts. Adamandeve.com, DC40, go get your stuff right now. Adamandeve.com. That's what's up. Let's get back to the show. All right, gentlemen. It's that special time of the hour. It's the letter. <laughs> All right, ladies and germs out there listening, if you have some uh, feedback and you want to give some thoughts about what we say after this letter is read, please uh, send us an email at decoding40 at gmail.com or give us a call at 608-618-4040. So we all know that OnlyFans has grown in popularity, particularly over the pandemic. And even with OnlyFans threatening to pull back on uh, the most, uh, I'll say, explicit content, they eventually reverse gears and are allowing all the content to play as it was. Please don't take away the titties. But what if a wife has an OnlyFans account? Whoa. Let's read this letter. So, I caught my husband... Stealing my OnlyFans content out of one of my phones. I then explained, I can't trust him anymore due to doing this. Now he's mad, acting like I'm in the wrong for not letting him get to the content. I further explained that he has to pay me for my hardworking content, just like everyone else. Who is in the wrong here? What? Because... He is stealing from me, and stealing is stealing. Gentlemen, what do you say? What, what say, say you? you? <laughs> get this, get this bride out of here. Get this Wait, bride out of here. Did Whoa. the husband know about the OnlyFans? Or did, why is he stealing? Why is he going through her phone? 
Um, he doesn't want to pay for the content. He He's apparently aware that she has an OnlyFans, but he wants to see what she's doing without paying for it. This is weird. That's okay. her husband. Okay, so th- there's two things here. Yo, I have some. What is she doing for the payola <laughs> that she's not doing for her husband? <laughs> because, hey, you can only fans it up, but why can't I? Why can't I get the same? Why come I can't get the same show you put on for OnlyFans? I like to watch you play with your pussy. Why can't I see that? Like, I don't understand what the problem is that he has to go on her phone to steal the content. It, this is, is he is he stealing the content because that was my question. It? Yes, is this stealing? No, he already bought and paid for it. He 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 probably pays the phone bill. He already bought and paid for it. So. Uh, Whoa, is his wife? Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. That's mm, what? That's his wife. Access. He means access. Is that what you mean? Not, not yeah. for her, and a yeah, vagina. No, you can't, you can't buy mm. people anymore. Oh, I gotta send him contracts. Back. <laughs> no, we, we, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm kidding. No, okay. talking about access. Yes, of course, I'm talking about access. So, wait. I I want to be clear. Is this stealing? No. And is this not a violation of her privacy? Yes. What is she doing with the content, though? What? what like, She's what posting it all. He, he, going in her phone he was, is wrong, what, but is he, he should have access to that content. Is he? Is she withholding these acts from him? That's that's what I'd be. I'd be curious about. Like, why that's that's a different point. issue? That's that a different my issue. point. Yeah, yeah. Like, why? Why would he? Why would he have to go to her account to see this type of activity? No, maybe he wants to just see what she's doing. Oh, okay. And why won't she give him a coupon code? This is what I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> why? Hold up. Why is he not handling the camera? Exactly. Coupon code DC forty. Videographer. Why is he, he not needs... the director? So, okay, so she, director. she's she's got the phone rigged up. Yeah. Not that I know that that's what happened on these uh, types of platforms. I'm just guessing here. <laughs> Platinum membership, Leon. Hello. For the record, I don't have an OnlyFans. I almost bought one, but I couldn't get to my credit card, so I was like, fuck it. Um, <laughs> what was her name? What was her name? I can't remember. All right. She was nasty, though. So, anyway. Um, <laughs> I just so, only wanted to be a fan. <laughs> so, you, so, you guys are thinking that one, he is stealing. He is violating her. He's not. Stealing. Oh wait, no, he's not stealing. He no. is violating her privacy, though. He is violating the privacy. Yes, but the fact that she is just performing some activity, creating this content, he should have full access to it without having to pay. I don't care if she's knitting. Yeah, he should have access to that content. As a matter of fact, she is knitting her vagina shut. No, um, I, I don't know. No, that's but, no, 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 no. But he should have he should have access to the content. Why would you not want him to have access to the content? Do, do you understand? She, she's trying to get paid. But that's your husband. He's going to give you money in not... some way, shape, or form anyway. So he got to pay for this content. But uh, no, that's craziness. Yeah, the, the pay, he's probably the pay. paying for the internet, which she's using to create the content. I, this I, is no, my she's, thing. she's recording on her phone. This is the thing. She's you probably know, I, he's probably paying the phone bill and the internet. <laughs> okay, let's say she's paying for the phone bill. This this sounds like a, a stripper that met a guy in the club who had enough money that got her to marry them, but he still got to pay. Mm. 
she's still stacking her coins. That she's doesn't sound like, like a John. Normal, <laughs> this is not like a normal marriage. Yeah, like, but you, you, why don't I know what you're doing on your OnlyFans? Okay, you have an OnlyFans. First of all, I'm not. Right, let's, let's deal with that. What What do you guys feel about a wife having an OnlyFans? I'm not necessarily. Com- I'm not comfortable with with my wife having an OnlyFans. I wouldn't be. I don't think I'd be comfortable with. If she's pulling in a hundred thousand a month, well, this is something we can talk about. Hold up, then Rick's got a T-shirt that says, "My wife is on OnlyFans, nigga," and she's pulling in a hundred thousand a month. That's a long ass T-shirt. And my affiliate code is. Listen, wow. Um, listen, I, now, this now, is my we're, thing. now we're stacking a, a nest egg. Now we're building a nest yeah. egg. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, does she have stock options as well with the OnlyFans? No, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not going to get into who's paying the bills, anything like that. My whole thing is the access, right? So before you posting, a, before you post the video, if you're like, yo, this is the video I'm going to post. Okay. It's sexy. You're sharing that with, because again, you're married to this man. So why are you not showing, you know, the content that you're putting up? You, you're charging him now, unless you're not making that much money. You know what I mean? Because if you're making, let's say if you're making arbitrary numbers, she's making a hundred thousand a month. Are you that cheap that you can't let your husband look at the fucking video that you made? Like, I don't, that to me is like a little too if much. Freaky enough to play with your pussy on the internet and record it and share it with people. Why? Why would you hide that content from your husband? Like, yeah. I would assume, like, I am somehow participating in some okay. of this. Freak- I think on camera should. or off I, camera? I, I, no, no, off camera, on camera. Right. So, I okay, let's ass- let's assume let's assume she's doing nothing different on camera that right. she would do in the bedroom or wherever they have sex. I, I think okay. he should sue her for um, uh, emotional distress. Uh, no, no, for uh, some type of uh, intellectual property infringement and or uh, a possession of possession of content. I think he owns fifty percent of that content, and uh, she should she he should he should have some ownership. Again, you cannot. They're married. People. No, no, no. I said <laughs> he said I think ma- marriage is a marriage is a business contract, not an ownership. That's contract. that's that's no 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 that's communal. No no no. I, but I think that content is is communal property under their marriage. A woman's body is absolutely not. not. I didn't say her body. No, he's talking I about the content. the content. The content. The the content can't be communal property. Why not? Because it's she not? created. It's so what? What does that mean? So what does that mean? Because she's, because she's a person. Doesn't matter. No, he's he's talking about the intellectual property of the content, not the even, actual even body. Even if it's intellectual. Leon, property. let's just say let's just say Leon writes a book. My mm-hmm. uh, my wife does not own fifty percent of the copyright of 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 uh. Of these nuts, right? But she 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 is entitled to fifty percent of the uh, revenue that you generate. Yep, That's and she tech and she technically can that sue you for she can sue you for if you don't have something to the otherwise. And you it, let's say let's say you create a photo, you take a picture of somebody. Yep. Yes, on your that cop. <laughs> who doesn't who doesn't own fifty percent of the copyright? Why not? Because she's she not- could sue you for it, and when you take possession of it, it's an asset. Your wife is, if you guys, God forbid, ever broke up, she owns 50, she can own 50% of your assets. It's an asset that this woman owns. And he can say, I want 50% of this asset. Right. But she, she can't sue me for 50% of the copyright, but she can sue me for 50% of whatever proceeds that it makes. So Mm -hmm. if it doesn't make any, if it doesn't make any money, 
But if there's value in it or perceived value, that value can be... So after the creator makes... So he can sue her for 50,000 of the 100,000 she makes a month, but she can't he can't sue her for 50% of the copyright. Mm, why not? Cuz he's not the creator. The but it's an uh, asset that was created. I don't an know. Asset I'm, just, that was I'm, created I'm talking some fake Matlock shit right here. <laughs> but it's, you it's wasn't only, with me shooting in the gym. It's only an asset <laughs> in the bedroom. It's only an asset once it makes <laughs> it makes some revenue. You wasn't that, with me coming on the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> skate, skate, skate. <laughs> um, wait till you see my OnlyFans. Where do you see my tits? Um, I don't know. <laughs> where, where do you see this clip? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know what? I, subscribe, it, it, subscribe, subscribe. It, it's 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 a bit crazy, and I think that what we're we're what we're not seeing or hearing in the letter is the context of their marriage, and whether or not. You know, uh, there's money things there, or there's been money problems there, or she feels a certain way because maybe he was a certain way with the money and controlling. Like, there's a whole other lot of things that factor into that that makes her want to make him pay for that shit. That they don't sound I mean, like two people who like each other. I'll tell you that. Why you set up? If I have to go into your phone to steal your, own, I already know you have an OnlyFans account, right? You know that I know that you have an OnlyFans account, and I got to go on your phone to steal. Your content. L- let me let me what ask you this: Am I reselling it? No, he's just he, he's using it for his own personal enjoyment. That, he just doesn't want to pay for ain't it. Not, ain't nothing that like jerking off to my wife's only fan page. <laughs> <laughs> I live. That for means it. that relationship's fucked. That means. Okay, wait a minute. Let's 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 take this out of that arena. Your wife owns a bakery. Yes. And you want a beef patty. Yes. If I got walk pay into the store, patty, do you have to pay for the beef patty? That relationship's fucked. So you don't feel like you have to pay for the beef patty? No. Okay. What if? What if you're? I don't have to pay for the beef patty. Wait a minute. So what if you? I'm just grabbing that motherfucker right out the hot ass box. (laughs) What if? What if your wife owns a used car? Sit out the oven. What if? See, the problem is, is that the problem is, is it's a bakery. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm taking that cocoa bread too, bitch. And I'm taking the Jamaican cola out the freezer. So what if your wife Yo. owns a used car lot? Yeah. Can you just walk on the lot and and drive off the BM, drive, take a BMW and drive it off the lot? No. So why is the OnlyFans okay? Why is the bakery okay, but the used car is not? You think a beef patty and and a BMW is on the same plane? I think a vagina is more precious than a BMW. That's my point. Yeah, but he's, is it? he already has the vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're talking I mean, five-speed, you know, I might change my mind, but, you know. An eight-series? <laughs> I don't know. BMW. <laughs> I think he can get a picture of the BMW. <laughs> it ain't the same, though. It ain't the oh, same. Oh, shit. I mean, listen, uh, you know, well, is there any, was there anything else in that letter, like what happens, or that was No, no, it? she just wants to know who's wrong. Because stealing is stealing. It's not Who's stealing. wrong in the situation? It's not stealing. If you want to say he violated uh, the, your privacy, mm-hmm. fine. If he's not supposed to be able to see whatever you're doing on OnlyFans, then that's your privacy. But is it stealing? Come on. Yeah. If he, now, if he's now if he's stealing the content and then reselling it, 
on DVD somewhere, let's say, you know what I mean? <laughs> say, he said DVD. Or putting it online or, 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 or he has his own smut page where he's got yeah. his wife shit on there and selling that content at mm-hmm. a premium price yeah. and My undercutting dirty, her. That would be wrong? My dirty yeah. wife. I'm just asking. I'm just yeah, asking. that'd be wrong. Because yeah. she's got an OnlyFans because she, you know, she wants to make money. Now she's losing profit because I don't want the OnlyFans. I can go get it from, you know, his site for, for cheaper. But what if his argument is all money that's made is goes to the house? But you don't know that's always true. I'm just saying. What if that's mine is mine and what's yours is mine. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, but if he was if he was bootlegging, she would have said it in the comment. Right. In her, so I don't think it's. I, I think. Yeah, I, I think, think she just doesn't use, like the idea that he's not paying for the content that she's creating. Correct. That's weird. That's yeah. That's a little. That's a little crazy, selfish, right there. That's selfish. That's selfish. That's a little crazy, yeah, right? Relationship there. is fucked. Yeah, that's a little so, crazy there. I, I think right. I think that you know while while it's I have, it's I have crazy, it's a little wife to see pictures of a pussy. And my relationship is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not that you're paying your wife. So you video of her masturbating. Your relationship is fucked. I was gonna play devil's advocate. I'm not even gonna go there. It, it's it is yeah. Fucked. It's done. It's done. It's a wrap. All right, well, gentlemen. So that's this week's letter. And if you'd like to send a letter for us to read and pontificate on, send it to decoding40 at gmail.com. Or our OnlyFans at... No. <laughs> Four dudes smoking a cigar and drinking uh, bourbon. <laughs> oh, man. It's uh, funny. All right, everybody. We want to thank you for listening to another exciting episode of Decoding 40. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms. Check us out for a new episode every Friday and a live coming soon. We don't know what time, but it'll be coming soon. So just check social media and we'll let you know when we're going to do it. Um, We appreciate you guys for listening. And listen, if you like the show, please leave us a comment. Give us a call at 608-618-4040. Any last uh, words, guys? What do we? Like yeah, to? I just wanted to. We didn't get a chance to uh, touch on it, but the day that we're recording this, uh, actor and comedian Anthony Johnson passed away at the tender age of fifty-five. So, wanted to say rest in peace and uh, send love and condolences to his family, friends, and fans. Rest in peace, Anthony Johnson. Okay. Any last words after that? Um, no, I mean, you know, if you're gonna have an OnlyFans. Pay the fucking bills. <laughs> Shit. I, I think share and share alike. The pussy is free, <laughs> but the pics cost money. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. But the OnlyFans oh, yeah. cost money. <laughs> the OnlyFans cost money. Oh, yeah. And if you have an OnlyFans account and you're not sure about it and you'd like to give us uh, a coupon, free access, so we can give you a free critique on it, please uh, feel free to send it over to Dakota. Yeah, we'll give you some instant feedback. Instant feedback. I wish I had two more hands because I get them to these four thumbs down. Ah, (laughs) We don't want to see those. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want to see. Well, you know, unless they're Nat Geo specials. Yeah. Uh, Listen, fall is here. Autumn is here. Make sure that you turn in a new leave and turn in a new page. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace. 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 Peace.